welcome to another episode of Three Men in a War Game. I'm Paul, and I've never really wanted to be a capital ship before. Fuck. Uh, this is Potter, um, and soccer sucks. <laughs> and uh, today we've got a special guest with us. Friend of the show, Jim, is with us. Jim, uh, hi, I'm Jim, uh, and my father was a junk trader. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did it. All right, yeah. So, so we have Jim with us since uh, Chops is down in Florida, hanging out at Disney and doing all that stuff He's that making us jealous with his Star Wars stuff that I already did. That's pretty much what all of us like to do when we're not gaming. Is goob about the house of mouse? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have Jim with us today instead of Chops, which is awesome. Uh, so, so, so thank you. <laughs> so thank you for coming on, Jim. And you'll we, do fine. We appreciate <laughs> it. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your gaming background? Uh, so I started this whole journey that I've been on. Start started with uh, a trip to a game store to buy a model. For a role-playing game. Okay. And that's where I saw uh, a little buggy with a little orc in it for Gorka Morka. I'm old. Jim just dated himself. Uh, and I was like, what is this? This is amazing, right? Because, you know, it's that blend of fantasy and science fiction I had never really seen before. So all through college, I bought but never played 40K. Uh, after college... Uh, I found a local store that had a slow grow league, and I started playing 40k. Uh, then 40k started to get really big, and so I moved to War Machine. Uh, then War Machine started to get really big, and so I moved to Guild Hall. <laughs> so it's got this trend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely smaller than uh, And then from there, Potter here actually introduced me to Malifo, and then stopped playing. And then I game. never played it again. <laughs> uh, and from there, uh, it's been, you know, a long and windy road through Bottomless Exodus and all the other games that Legion and everything. Right. So I play a lot, a lot of different games now. Okay. So he's perfect for our show. That's right. Yes. That's right. I, I, I believe, though, I feel like, like somewhat guilty because I feel like all of the games that you play have come from us just going, hey, we're pl- trying this. And post post then- Guild Ball. Definitely after Guild Ball, I think that most of my most of my choices were because of you guys. Because that's how we met was through Guild Ball. Yes, at least you and I. Yes, yes. Because because we met Jim. He was playing Guild Ball, right? And he started looking at Malifaux, and yes, I remember him buying Colette. Yep. Because I spent a lengthy period of time convincing you how good of a game Malifaux was at a Guild Ball night. Right. right. Which I believe also I, I think also. Craig Shipman fell into that as well. Uh, I know that he backed Gilball. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, and, and he came out like I, I first more. met him for Gilball. Uh, yes, yeah, see, I, I met Craig through Malphone. And, and then he showed up a couple, a night or two for yep. Gilball, and then was like, nope, all in on Malphone. Yeah. And that's where he's been since. Uh-huh. Because I, I, very rem- I very much remember the first time or two that I met him, he was there with Guild Ball stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is which is hilarious. Sure. Um so let's uh let's let's move on to our, our hobby chat here. Um 
Jim, we'll start with you. Oh, we're going to start with you. We're going to start with you, man. Yeah, you're the guest. Uh, uh, so lately, that's since the last time I was on. <laughs> uh, lately, it's been mostly Crisis Protocol and uh, a bit of Star Wars Legion. Um, I've gotten really close to getting my 500 points done. And uh, the, the Grievous lightsaber thing is my next big hurdle. You're going you're gonna to make the, the LEDs? Uh, so I have LEDs in the lightsabers. And now I'm trying to get wiring to run up his arms and around to his back so that I can use conductive paint and a battery, yada, 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 to get it to work. And I got about halfway up the arms. And they're not in the arms. They're, like, under the arms. And it just became this big challenging mess. And now I'm looking at it and just going, I, I don't want to finish. Uh, did you go forearm grievous? Did you go I went three arm grievous. So he has three lightsabers, two green and one blue, I think. And then and the pistol on the other one? No, no, he's got two two sabers on one side and one saber on the other. Oh, okay. And uh, so he's there's there's three. They have LEDs, but the LEDs still work individually. <laughs> but okay. you got to you got to do them all together. We don't work together. Yeah, yeah. And they all got to go in like parallel, and then they got to run around the back, not short, because if they short, then the whole thing will die, right? And so I I'm, I think I hit a point where I got super nervous, and now every time I look at him, I'm like. I don't want to deal with you're, it. You're, that's your like that's cap shield for me. Like I want to do the reflective but, paint scheme on it. I'm like every time I look at it, I'm like no, no, not ready, not ready. That's a, that's a different problem. No, I, I'm not ready. I painted the first start of that and I'm like wow, those those are not round. Like I <laughs> <laughs> and like you see all of them online and it's like wow, that's they did a really good job with those circles and my circles are they're yeah. not round. They're it, it probably it probably took me an hour just to paint the shield to so just to get it where it wasn't like. Yeah, bleeding over into it looked like a circle instead of like you know my yeah. four year old like, is drawing. I, like I literally, I did the red and I'm like, oh, I gotta go back over the white. Yeah, like, yep. oh, oh, gotta go back over the yep. red. Exactly. Well, and you're doing interesting stuff with your crisis protocol stuff. Like you're not going traditional. Uh, traditional. Yeah, you're some, not. Some gonna... some of them I have. I I, uh, I did some that are much more traditional. Like it my is... Zemo is traditional. My my dog off is green. Uh, I did model forty two armor for Iron Man. Uh, I'm working on Kree. A suit for my Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel. Um, I did a White Widow, mm-hmm. and I have plans to do a Grey Hulk whenever I finally get around to him. So, cool. if, so I feel like if the if the if the suit and the color scheme match okay, then I think I'll do alt colors for certain things. But mm-hmm. if if like I wouldn't do anti venom for venom because I don't think it quite matches. Right. Right. And I, I wouldn't try to do like a carnage for that because that doesn't match the outfit. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, and they'll, they'll, they'll probably give us a carnage. Oh, at some point. That but so now, now let me ask you this: If they put out a gray Hulk, would you go back and paint your Hulk green? Uh, I think. Or would you just? I think I might sad. paint my gray Hulk green. Oh, okay, okay. Or maybe okay. red. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. Oh. Yet. Just try and stay stay ahead of the Hulk exactly. curve. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I haven't gotten that far. But, okay. But I think okay. that uh, I think that the fact there. that Hulk is actually gray and not green, and the fact that he was green is actually just a print error. It was. Means that I'm cool with making my Hulk. Wait, gray. what? Yeah. So yeah. the original Hulk, when Hulk first came out, he was gray, and yeah. the only reason he ever became green was because Marvel had a print error, and they in the whoever with the cover printed him green. Yeah, they turned they they, they put green and instead of gray, and they huh. green. And yeah. they're like, well, let's leave him. Yeah. It became like. Different personalities of Hulk. Well, yeah, but that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yep, shows what I know. There you go. Now you know. <laughs> Bling. 
so so Potter, how about you? What do you what have you been working on? Uh, so we was working with my kids on some uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol. Uh, my daughter painted a Black Widow. Um, my son was painting up uh, Iron Man, and I was painting up Ultron together. We're the tam- family that paints together stays together, so we. All three of us sat down and painted up, so that's what I'm working on right now. You can see pictures of the Ultron on the Instagram. Yeah. Ultron is on the Instagram. On, on the, the Instagram. On the Grams. Um, I opened my do back tonight, uh, so maybe he'll get built. I just yeah. I got the only reason it's not built yet is uh, my super glue is turned like super jelly. Oh, I hate when that. So happens. I got my new super glue. And it's like drabs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that's the only reason why I haven't uh, even like remotely built him yet. Um, but well, yeah, slowly but surely taken away. Um, I got Black Panther and Killmonger built. I bought them the other day, so they're built. Um, so we'll get them on the the tape the the priming table uh, here eventually because I want to try and get the core box done, then you know Hulk, then Modok, and then Black Panther. Right. right now, I'm starting to get really behind because obviously Venom and Shuri and uh, Okoye today are out today. Yeah, so we're recording this, so um, if we talk fast, maybe we can all go to the store and buy it. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah, uh, we are all recording from my house, by the way, for those people. So it does sound maybe a little bit different from what it normally does. It's because we, all three of us, are chilling around my my gaming table here at my my place. That's right, because Jim's a local, so we figured we could all do it and, and stare each other in the eyes lovingly as we record. As this. Christian Bale says, we're doing it live. That's right. Um, means I didn't have to do all that Mikey setup stuff. Yeah, it yeah, it was, it's easier this way. Um, so uh, what have you been doing, Paul? Chain of command. Um, working uh, on the Germans. Working on the Germans. I built a Panzer tank, uh, which I'm totally stoked about. And then I took time and, and put the airbrush together for the 20 minutes that I can get it to work because I'm terrible at airbrushing. And uh, got a, the first layer of paint on on my two tanks that I have. And then went and bought a uh, Tank War starter set. So now I have six more tanks, <laughs> which is way too much. I was like, aren't you going to like maybe maximum two in Chain of Command? Oh, if you have two, two in Chain of Command, you're probably way too many tanks. Yeah. Um, personally but, accept responsibility so, for all of Oh, did so, you buy half of it? No. No, no, no. No, no, no. Okay. no because they're all German. It's a, it's a German oh. starter. Oh, so they, oh, because you were talking about the other day you wanted to buy one that was like you wanted to split with somebody. That was that was, that was uh, uh, Blood Red Skies, but oh, I don't okay. think I'm willing to split it anymore. I'd like to split <laughs> Playing, you're like, no, yeah, playing. no, I'm like, I want to be Spitfires too. <laughs> but so I, I looked out and and I was looking at a a because I want to have a tiger and a panther tank in my arsenal anyway to be able to to bring and be able to play with occasionally, even though there are lots of points and you're, you're barely ever gonna get list. You're gonna so I was well, that's part of it is that it, I can play this as bolt action because the joke is that you play chain of command for historical accuracy. You play bolt action to play with all your toys. Gotcha. So I think we've talked about that yeah, so I I was looking at getting a panther and getting a tiger because they're cool, and they were about thirty ish dollars each, twenty five to thirty dollars each. And I found the tank war set, which was on Amazon for ninety nine. So I'm like, I can. That's basically three tanks, but I'm getting six. And then Jim and Jim was basically like, the more tanks, the better. And I said, okay, I'm going to get this, and we're playing with all tanks. Jim, when you play 40K, do you play guard? Uh, you know, I really <laughs> wanted to play guard, but I I, I couldn't. When I was, I was but in more college, tanks, the better. I was in college, and they couldn't afford a guard army. 
That's, Simon that's, Space Marine. That that is that's a factual statement. <laughs> well, and and see, the other thing too though is with with guard, you also like in the old days when we were when we were, when we were little, um, you, you didn't you didn't necessarily just have the all tank. Well, yeah, because that was all, the armor. The armor company was only I think like oh, a, that came well, later. That, that was came like, later. Yeah, it was like a four year old only. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't do that. You had to have the yeah. massive troops. Because so. in fourth edition, we had a guy that had a had a um, loved to run an army company in forty k. Well, but, so there was a guy in fourth. Well, that's edition, basically what tank war is in bullpen. Yeah, there was there was a guy in fourth edition that we played in our local shop. He did. He went out, bought the Forge World book with the the armor company rules, and he built an armor company list. It was a shit ton of loot. So, I think the, my issue with forty k is that really what I wanted forty k to be was more like what Kill Team is. And I wanted to have one of each of the things. Oh, you should have played Necromunda back then. Uh, I, I have I have a, a an Escher gang that is probably older than some people who are listening. <laughs> <laughs> I stand <laughs> probably uh, older than me. <laughs> no, no, I picked it up in college. It can't be older than you. But uh, but definitely, so I was always spreading out in 40k, which uh, meant I could never really right have an army that was right. a big army because I was like, oh, I'd like a unit of guns. Kill team would have been perfect for you back in the day. Yes, kill yeah, team is exactly. Like, I just have a little bit of this. Yeah, kill team like fourth edition. The white dwarf rules for kill team fourth edition were really good. Yeah, well, yeah, they were good, but it was, but it still was, it was still more designed. Um, it, it was 40k light. Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't necessarily encouraging you to play these these small groups of right. of, of things. You know, you yeah. still needed to have more stuff. Yeah. So um, since Chops isn't here to get us on on topic like he does, uh, Paul, what are we supposed to be talking about? <laughs> we're well, thanks to Chops for the topic. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about Guild Ball. Because I know for well for all three of us it's been a while since we played. It's been longer for Chris and I um, than Jim. I know Jim was playing a bit after uh, Chris and I kind of stopped playing and started our journey to multiple other games. It was right around when this podcast. Started. Yeah, it was right around the time the podcast started. Um, so so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that with the idea being what would it take for us to get back into into guild ball mm. um and and since we stopped playing there has been an addition change um because we chris and i we were still playing third third season yeah and i stopped playing right after the blacksmiths and the farmers came out right so it was probably close to that middle point where they errated a bunch of stuff mm-hmm um, because I was still playing fish and and uh, you you were playing farmers and fish. When, yeah, and Shark got his errata. Yeah, where that's why you was, jumped the farmers because you were pissed about sharks. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't even that I was pissed about it. It was that I didn't want to have to adjust to it. So if you're just playing something new, you would be a better option. Enough to get rat catchers. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, rat yeah, catchers, yeah, rat, yeah. Rat but that was still near the end of three. Yeah, yeah. Because then it was because oh, then it was it was navigators oh, no, cooks. And Falconers all came out at the end of season three. Uh, yes. Falconers came out. Falconers came out right around the time we quit. Because I remember I was talking about because there's the issues with the skulls. Right, right, right. The the one person didn't have a face. Like yeah, there was like no face yes. on them all at all. Um, and then and then it was the cooks after that. And then the problem with the cooks was that they were kind yeah. of cooks got lost. Yeah, they got lost because they were kind of they didn't. 
they designed them for three and had them kind of balanced for three, so but didn't what, do a whole what, lot what with them. Really happened is they designed them to come out for three, but then they like got production delays, and so they okay. didn't come out until four. Okay, and they left the rules. And they, they left, didn't. yeah, their rules were very very similar. So yeah, because that, that was kind of like where the blacksmiths were, like in season three, because like it felt like they were very much designed to be a season four team. Mm-hmm. And like in my in my opinion, like playing right. them, like the mechanics of like, blacksmiths are a solid team. I, I love playing the blacksmiths; they were, they were a lot of fun to play. Um, but it felt like they just didn't fit in the season three, like how season three mm-hmm. rule set was being played. So I love to see like, although unfortunately I've actually sold my blacksmiths, I like to see how they would be played in the current season mm-hmm. and how they're performing. So, Jim, you've played Season 4. I have played since Season 4. So, can you explain to Chris and I and listeners what how Season 4 is different from Season 3? So this, this seems to be one of those things that I hear people talk about when we're at the game store. Sure. So, a couple of things were, you know, tweaks in the rulebook. Like, uh, I know the kicking team gets a, gets a momentum die or a momentum point to start, which is sort of to combat some of that uh, feel bad when your opponent knocks you down and you can't do that anymore once you once you're kicking that kind of stuff right because you just can't act um so they've done some things like that uh the other thing i feel like they've done is they've they've bumped some numbers on certain teams to kind of increase the speed of the game they're trying to make it go a little faster okay and i think in, in my opinion some of those numbers have just gone a little a little off the rails and so some of the killy teams are like super duper killy okay and it just makes it in an effort to make it go faster it's now super snowballing. So if you if you start to lose one, you're gonna lose another one. You're gonna lose another one. And then there's like there's no way back. Yeah, because that was that was kind of like what I, I or when I was watching that um, boar came came out for the butchers. Like it was just no one was playing anything else but but that boar because of the fact that you could just obliterate teams. That boar was. Uh, he he would just walk through teams yeah. from what I understood. You know, did, did you find that to be true when you were playing? Uh, uh, when I played against them, if the player knew what they were doing and, and they were a, a, a decent player, Bet Boar was a, a big, big deal because he was a four-two with furious berserk, and it's just you know a lot of dice. Because he's gotten like around he, it. Yeah, since. he took he took a, a, a nerf. Um, I think he's still strong, but uh, the, the local scene. He's, is, he's probably what he should be. I think so. I mean, uh, I think that I think that overall the the whole of the game is just a little too too fast. And so I think. Thinking about that, uh, football and teams. Yes. Right. How? So we know damage numbers are up, and and if I remember correctly, health numbers are down overall as well. Right. I think that was more of maybe more of a season three thing. That might be true. But uh, I feel like I feel like especially captains' health came down at one point, and so with damage numbers going up, that's obviously kind of sure contributing uh, think, that. But so how, I think that the. The, the thing with goal teams is that it's, it's become harder to, or maybe not necessarily even harder to, uh, take the ball away from them, but y- your objective becomes, I have to hide the ball, right? That's, okay. Uh, so they're, they're going to score, they're going to kick you the ball, they're going to come, first activation, take it away and score. So they are already up 4 nothing, and you then have to kick the ball out. Right. And at that point, you have to kick the ball to a place where you can get it, but they can't have it, and you then have to try not to interact with that piece in order to keep them from getting the ball and doing it again. Okay. So it's 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 almost like the uh, the old school Chicago style of guild ball. Yeah. yeah um, it's, it's, which where where especially season end of season two, most of season three, take the ball, kill the ball somewhere, and then just 
pound on yeah, everything. Yeah, that's pretty much like the, the butcher's old yeah. play style. It's like put get put it on the pig, put the pig in the middle of nowhere, right, and, and just it, go kill. The I Chicago feel like I style. I should preface all of this for saying that I'm a bad, right? I'm not a great gill ball player by any stretch of the imagination, right? So I think that there are going to be people who go, well, no, you should do blah 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 because that makes more tactical sense and blah blah blah. But uh, just from from my viewpoint, that's one of the things that we ended up with. So since you played season four. You know, one thing that we've always said is that Steamforge is great with their rule sets. Do you still think season three going to season four is still as tight as it has been? So I think that the, the core rules are very tight. And very right. Good. And, that, and, and that's think, what I mean, the core, yeah, the core rules. And I think that I think that just there's been some significant power creep over their, their latest set of releases. So they did um, a free cities draft where all the teams had, they all get a new model. And some of these new models are way, way above the curve. And some of them are not. Are not. But the ones that are not are just you just wouldn't take them. Uh, like Flea is a brewer player. Yeah, tell tell us about Flea because that was kind of interesting. We were talking about him a little bit last night, and then I think this is a good example of of something being lackluster just in uh, design. So I think like conceptually he seems really interesting. Flea is a he, he has a has a dog on his face. He's he's a friendly kid animal uh, character. And uh, so one of his abilities allows him to uh, basically uh, Red Fury a, a mascot. So the, the mascot gets to take a swing using his influence. Right. Which conceptually seems neat. Yeah. But one of the other abilities on his part is that he has assist for mascots. So he gets better if the mascot is engaging and then he attacks. Okay. Uh, right. So so those two abilities are a bit in conflict with one another. Right. Plus. Right, because he's attack. using the influence his own influence to have the mascot attack. Right. Right. But at that point, he can't take advantage of the fact that he's, he's engaging the same. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, and I think that there's, you know, just the the spot to find him it, to put him in a, into a into a roster of six against things like you know spigot and, and and other things. It's it's hard to find a place to justify him coming into a roster as well. Right. And now, what's um what's one of the more powerful ones that came out of that? Uh, what's his name? Is it Lane? Uh, the the butcher's model is really is, is super strong. Is it all in here? Is this the butcher left? Uh, the, you know, when, 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 when my resin, when my resin butchers come out, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> that's, that's a whole other <laughs> part of the discussion, I believe. You know, they've been moving forward with with, with resin teams, uh, and I think that's it's going to be good for them if they can get them all out to be available. Yeah, because I mean, I. I I like the plastic stuff that they were putting out with. The, I thought the farmers, the first wave of the farmers and the butchers, or not the butchers, the blacksmiths were, were really, really good. Um, it was just a lot that came after with the rat catchers, the coffiners, that, that really saw some some glaring issues in their in their printing, their, sure. their plastic printing. My issue with the rat catchers was also the increasing cost and less. Yeah. Like, like the whole point of this was supposed to be like it was, it was a cheaper way to manufacture models. But it was the, still cheaper than the metals. But compared to the yep. rat catchers, compared to like blacksmith or, or farmers, you got this really nice big terrain piece. And it was like and, this flat and piece of for the rat catchers, you got a, freaking, a, a sewer, a, a manhole cover with a bunch of splooge next to it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was no depth to it versus a giant milling wheel that came with the farmers. Yeah, it was like the two pieces, and it was ten bucks more. Yeah, the two yeah, pieces that came with the blacksmiths, their 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 waves, like wave one, wave two, the blacksmiths, like the two pieces of the terrain that came with were fantastic. You had a you had a, you had a little mini forge, yeah, and then I remember the other one. The other one was like a signpost with the with the blacksmith's emblem on it. Well, that was your probably your goal. I think that, yeah, you're right. That's that your goal. Goal. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can't remember what the other one was, but it, but I just remembered it was still really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the thing is with all of that is that, uh, and, and certainly in tournament play, you never see that stuff on the table anyway. Right. Right. And and because everything everything's the everything, 2D everything in tournament play tends to be uh, for sure. Uh, well, it's just in, easier to maneuver when you like in that certainly game, is, like right? just like War Machine. Well, it's, it is, it's, we're starting to see this as a trend. I mean, War Machine's moved to it. You know, a song of ice and fire uses uh, the two D printed terrain. I mean, they have rules. If, for if you're going to have a competitive rule set, it's the way to go. Yeah. I mean, it's just so much easier. Outside of, outside of games like Legion and Malifaux that have specific like climbing rules, right? You right. know, or Marvel Crisis Protocol, which has you know, the, the buildings and stuff. Like those game systems, like I wouldn't do that for. Right. But like things like yeah, like a Soyfi or Gilball sure. or like no, I I understand the practicality of it. I just I I hate to. Pay for a terrain when I know I'm not going to use it. That's right. the problem is that you're forced to buy it. It's not even like oh, let's yeah, buy a terrain pack. This is included it's, in it's box. part of it, and then you buy the rat catchers, and it's a splooch covered manhole. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst sense I think I've ever said. Um, young. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's just it's just crazy that that's that's part of it. All right, so that's that's the my rat catchers complaint that I've been on for. Year and a half. I was like now. year. I was like year and a half, two years. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So, um, so we talked about some gameplay changes. Steamforge as a company, right? And I guess we're kind of segueing into this. Yeah, I think so. Uh, when they first started, they were kind of golden child. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, Guild the, Ball Kickstarter went yeah, great. Guild, yeah, the, the Guild Ball Kickstarter. I mean, it was probably what a miniatures company should have their Kickstarter be. Right. It was fantastic. A lot of communication. Everything was clear. The the sculpts were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The the price support or not the the, the uh, unlock support um, was really good mm-hmm. with the with the special edition rebel models. Um, it was a fantastic Kickstarter. It came out very strong. Um, well, and this was I, I I was not involved in their Kickstarter. I didn't actually get into Gilball until about season two. Uh, but uh, from what I understand, this was like their this was their thing, right? They hadn't they weren't like an established company. No, that right. had to, they, I, think, they, I think this they, was that's like how they launched. Yeah, this was like their Matt, Matt, Matt and uh, oh god, what was the other guy? This Matt and one other guy that, that came up with it. And yeah, this was their brainchild. This is their first advent in going into miniatures. This right, because they yeah. were they were both competitive War Machine yes. players. And they found themselves sitting around going, well, maybe Privateer Press should have tried doing this and doing this and doing right. this. And they're like, well, why are we armchairing this? Let's just start making the game. Yep. So yeah, their their Kickstarter was strong. Season one was strong. Um, you know, I came in and I came in in at the end of season one. So a lot of the Kickstarter stuff that I had were from from people that did kickstart it. Of me talking to like a friend of mine up north in Virginia, he kickstarted. Um, you know, and me doing my research and what they did. Um. So season one into season two was fantastic. I mm-hmm. think season two was a great uh, build off of season one. I think it was strong. Right, and um, and they showed early on that they were willing to adjust things that needed to be mm-hmm. adjusted. They were willing yep. to to do interesting things with models. Like as stuff came out in season two, they looked at how people were playing and then were able to create models that kind of massage the meta a little bit. Yeah, like, I think I think Guild Ball and Steamforge in general, um, I think it was the first time playing a company's game with a true living rule set that was done very well. Right. Um was was yeah. my was my experience with Steamforge. And, and obviously that's now become the trend. Right. As we're in this golden age of miniature games, like all these companies are doing home to the live, you know, rule set, you know, living rule set. So 
I think Steve Forge did it right to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they did. They, they looked at the, the, the tournaments. They looked at how what teams are being played, what the composition of those teams are being played, how they can tweak things, how they can adjust things. Because I remember engineers being kind of like the redheaded set. Brewers yeah. and red engineers. Well, yeah, and engineers for a while had the uh, the bounty of, of who could win a major event with them. Right. Right. Because yeah, like your top teams were your morticians, butchers, and right. fish. Yeah. Or like your top three teams. Like yeah. They were winning all, and mostly it was morticians and fish. Right. Butchers would slide in there every now and then. But like brewers, no. Right. And, right. and your and your engineers, no, they weren't. They weren't winning anything. I think those were the four, the first four teams, correct? Yeah. I don't think I'm missing. Oh, uh, Alchemist. Or Alchemist. Yeah. And the Alchemist was sprinkling. But Midas, Midas, Midas was, was ridiculous. Midas, Midas was terrible. But but yeah, that was when you would do the weird shit like have Midas with all Union players. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that was when that was yeah. able to be done. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had you had butchers going in with um what's his name um the guy that was basically from Rage New York. Rage, rage yeah, rage, yeah, the raging gutter combo. So like, yeah, there, there was a lot of those things that were, and going into season two, like, yes, it sucked for people that had those balls and played them, right. and, and because they 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 stopped those combos and they made them so they weren't as powerful. You know, they were like, okay, you can only have this ability out once a team instead of like having it out two, three times. Well, right. So I think that's that's one of the things that we've started to see in other games as well is that they took what was originally that that. That uh, mercenary faction, right? right. Which and every game had, at, right? And at that was that the point. thing that everybody did, right? You have a mercenary faction, and you could play them as a faction, but you didn't really do it. You always right. took them in other arms. Like, yep. And I think that the transition to you can only take two was mm-hmm. was that step. And then I think they've actually one of the good things that's happened in season four is that with the introduction of minor guilds, they they've basically taken that mercenary concept and pulled it across to these minor guilds, right? Right. And so it's it's it narrows that set of available places for this model to go. Mm-hmm. So it allows them to be uh, a model that's more balanced without going. Well, what happens if I take it in any of the other eighteen right. teams? And, and, and I don't like worry that. about like two. And they, I think they did a good job with that. And the other thing I think they did a good job with, um, as as well as is when they they started introducing when it came around with the minor guilds as well. The, the this they split the union as well too like so they're not afraid of advancing their characters right. from a right. story guard standpoint like you know so yeah the union was this group but then you know the Sulpici and the, the religion within yeah. the the Gilball universe like they split that like so like right. union lost right players right, right. like so like it, it's kind of cool from you know they're, they're not afraid to do things with their story they're not afraid to do things with their characters and at the same at the same time, like they're they're giving players more choices as well too. Um, so I, I like that. I mean, I think they've done a good job with that as well. Because most companies are afraid to do that with their characters. I mean, right. Privacy Press really was the only people doing that, but they weren't killing. They were people. only for they were right. only moving they were them only forward. forward. They right. weren't killing them off. Like we have characters fully killed off. Right. And right. Like so, gas is gone. Right. And, and so and so since then, you know, Malfo has joined the. The like they are now doing that. But Malifaux is taking it a step further where once they're dead, you're not playing them anymore. From a, from a competitive sure. standpoint, you I, think, yeah. I think the other thing that is very much like that change in Malifaux is uh, the keyword versatile system. Uh, it does the exact same thing, right? There are no more mercenaries across all right. these factions, right? You don't have that Johan that's at seven points all playing no matter what the faction is. Right. Like, I have a Johan in my bag that I can't play. Right. So I don't play out. There was the same, right. same thing with like, every game yeah. player in our meta has a has a Johan because everybody would take it. Because yep. we have the most like one of the most competitive <laughs> Malifaux scenes in in the so country. Yeah. That's like everybody would play that model because at seven points he was a steal. 
And so, but it was, well, I can't make it worse because then no outcast would ever take it. Right. Right. And so the, the keyword versatile system allows them to have that model that flexes around, but also I don't have to think about, well, God, how does it work in all the mm-hmm. other 1,500 places I could do it? See, and, and for me personally, I always hated the whole mercenary aspect of, of games because to me, part of playing a faction is that a faction has a strong, strong, strong points and yeah. weak points of what they can do. Right. Right. And by having mercs, you're able to patch those weak points without having to learn to play around them. Mm-hmm. And so that always kind of bugged me, you know, like especially in War Machine. You know, it was very easy to be like, right. oh, well, I, I'm not fast, so I'm going to pull in X models or this unit, and they're going to be super fast and be patching this hole that or, we have. Or where you have the example of Mark One War Machine, where Signar was just basically your warcaster with their jacks and everything else is mercenaries. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and even, um, uh, now I forget what I was going to say with that. Oh, or even like having somebody, again, like Johan of, of uh, Darkwing Duck Dude, what was his name? That was the... Oh, uh, oh, I got it, I got it, I know exactly what the hell's his about. name, yeah, yeah. Oh. Only going Disney Plus real quick, pull it up for you. No, 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 no. He's, Everybody used to call him Darkwing Duck because he had the hat and the cape. He's got the gas mask. Yeah, yeah. Bombs. What the hell was his name? It starts with a G. I think his name starts Something like that. I think he's got a second version coming out in Riot Quest or something along the way. I think he does. Um, but anyway. Uh, we're, Christmas gift exchange. <laughs> we're totally going to we're, we're, we're gonna forget. Um, I want to say Gibson, but I know that's wrong. I don't know because you said G. But yeah, so like that guy Gordon. showed up everywhere. What's that? Gordon, wasn't it? Gordon the fisherman? I don't remember. It's <laughs> because somebody, one of my friends painted him up and like modded him to look like the Gordon fisherman guy. That's, oh, maybe that's, that's funny. what I'm thinking about. Yeah, it. Probably. Um, but yeah, I mean, he showed up everywhere and he was every, every so good. Everyone like yelling at us. <laughs> and we even saw that in Wild West Exodus. Um, the game is dead to me. What the hell was the dude's name? <laughs> the, dual was the, the Dr. Doom guy. Oh, uh, yeah, Sling. Uh, Sling. Yeah, it was just so good. He showed up everywhere. Um, a lot of the outcast models in, or the outlaws models in Wild West Exodus are based off Mauler characters. Mm-hmm. So like Sling was based off Doctor Doom. Yeah, so he's got the metal face. And Jim Peterson was based off Deadpool. Yeah, I, I knew about the Deadpool guy. I didn't know. Yeah, about the there's a couple of them. Uh, couple the Wraith is Punisher. Right. Yeah, there's um, a couple yeah, of them out there. Yeah, so. So and, and it always bugged me that you could patch the holes in your faction and not have to suffer learning to play around the weakness and, and exploiting what you're good at. So that always kind of bugged me. So I'm glad to see that kind of stuff. But back to Steamforge, right? So we talked about all these great things that Steamforge actually did. Then there was the Dark Souls Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I didn't. I, 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 I'm not a Dark Souls guy. So Me neither. I Me neither. Dark Souls so I'm I glad. Like, I'm glad I never played the video one games. Of, one of the people who was burned by that. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, I hear terrible, terrible things. Well, I know. I know Craig. The other day, yeah. I was talking to Craig, and he said he just got his wave three of this Kickstarter. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, it was like three, four years ago. It feels yeah. like. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, big delays, I think that a lot of the, the China stuff got a lot of different companies and I think that they got hit worse than some of the others. Right. Um, and I think that that hit a lot of people that weren't GW because GW doesn't do it that way. Right. GW right. does all that stuff oh, in house. So they don't have those problems. Right. But everybody else had those problems. 
problems, right? Yeah. I think, like Bo has those kinds of problems now still. But too. the but the pro but the the Dark Souls thing started before any trade war. That's true. That started long before trade war. Yeah. Um so I mean you, you end up with that situation then where that just goes terribly. Right. And then what came next? Resident Evil, which again did well, but was kind yep. of out before Dark Souls went to shit. Yep. And then they kickstarted another game, another video game, board game, oh, after what, Resident uh, Horizon Evil. Horizon Zero Dawn, I think it was. Yes. Yeah, I and it the... barely, barely got sure. funded. Like, it got funded by, like, plus 10 grand. Hmm. Considering that, that Dark Souls was right, billions right. of dollars or and Resident Horizon Evil. Well, yeah, I think yeah. some of that was that, you know, they, they, they weren't ready for how many people were going to want that. And right. so they... I think that they had to experience a lot of growing pains. Well, I think right. that's I think that's a little bit of them as an organization as a whole right now. Like they're just not expecting. I don't think they're doing their job right and predicting on what people are going to want. Right. Like because I mean we, they've had all these production issues with outside of you know the the Kickstarter stuff that they've had with you and now I've heard since the Dark Souls they've gotten a little bit better, but you know it's bled into Guildhall. Right. Well, and they they also had the like horrible unfortunate stuff happen too right like the original shipment of navigators yeah, the boat flooded. Lost a, right yeah i mean they're, 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 they're act of god yeah exactly but like it's it's like on top of everything else it's just mm-hmm. like well fuck right you I mean, know they, we didn't need this right. and now you know like they were taking pictures of being like ironic huh navigators <laughs> boats flooded <laughs> or the, the dock or whatever yeah you know I mean, yeah i mean I, I think for me that i think that's the main reason why i don't get back in to seeing forge games right now is is their production issues and the issues that they had as an organization of just like meeting demands putting yeah. this stuff out there like you you can't get the stuff because it's just mm-hmm. it's, it's not there they're not yep. they're not making it fast enough for the demand and i think that's killing the game as a whole or not killing it but it's hurting it i don't think the game's dead by any means but it's it's definitely hurting it but to but to say something good it feels like the god tier kickstarter went well agreed it sounds like it yeah i mean, I you, mean guys, you guys back then i did not i didn't feel like i didn't i wasn't like up the kickstarter's butt the whole time you know what i mean so it wasn't like i was i, was, I wasn't on every update right. so i don't remember how i mean obviously it's kickstarter so it came late i'm sure, sure. but i don't remember how how far how right. late it was but it didn't feel like didn't feel other side yeah yeah it's not like i got it and was like What's this? Right. Well, what, like, well, yeah. And, and, I, and I will say, with, like, with the back here, and I, and I will second you on that, it feels like it's good. Like, so I didn't kickstart it. Right. So, but the thing is, is I've seen three, uh, three different sets on our local store shop, shelves. Yes. Right. They, I think that in addition to getting it to their backers, they actually have a product stores. to get it to stores. Right. After. Right. Which is, which, which, as we've seen from the other side, that's quite important. Right. Is to get it to retailers as well. Right, because that's what's basically killed that game. Different uh, we could we could do gonna, a whole episode on the other side. That, we'll do that the next time we get together. What's <laughs> wrong with the other side? But so 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 it feels like it feels like maybe they learned something. And with God tier, they did very limited uh, tiers. Yeah, they didn't do too right. much. Yeah, it was just two. It was like you're either halfway in or you're all in. And it was really you're either early access in or you're all in. And, and, I, think, I, think, and I think that's where the minor builds fail in, in my opinion is that they they trickled them out and said like the minor deals like it's 
as a concept. I love the, the concept right. of the Minecraft. Yeah, it's brilliant. I, but it's the thing is, fantastic. Like, they should have only announced it when they were ready to release maybe three or four of them simultaneously. It's I feel it's too much of this trickle because like so the 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 who were the falconers? What killed the hunters? Hunters. So the hunters got their or no the morticians got theirs first. And then obviously we had the issue. Yeah, the rat catchers were the first one. Yeah, rat catchers, falconers, navigators. And then it was cooks. forever after the navigators. So it was supposed to be obviously again. Cooks and ants. And right, cooks and it's ended up after right. the rest. Right. And then engineers finally got theirs recently. Miners, miners. Yeah, they got theirs. So have the alchemists even got one? The alchemists don't have them. The blacksmiths don't have them, and the farmers don't have them. Wait, alchemists. Don't have no. a minor guild. That, and see that again. That's my. That's have my they announced one for them? Do we even know what they're going to be? No. Nope. And then and there's my wow. issue with the minor. Although I think, I think we I think we we've seen like fluff hints that they're going to be like lamplighters. Uh, but, but right, no, and they've been no, ta- they've been they've been talking lamplighters for years. Yeah, yeah, but but again, so here we have this we have this system because this to me screams Mark Three Privateer Press. Mm. Where they they are our, our episode for after the other story. right. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean again they put they put they have this fleshed out system, but they don't have the ways and means of supporting I, it. I think one it's super easy for us to say well you gotta you gotta just wait, wait until you have eleven minor guilds worth of mods no, no, before saying, you talk to us about it. No right. no, 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 no because because because, no, because you I'm have you, you have other games that don't do that and that's even more frustrating. No and I'm not saying that I'm just saying like. <clears throat> the other side. <laughs> <laughs> it, ju- it just feels like you have, because of the, and again, one of the delays, not their fault. I will sure never bash them for the navigator issues. It was not their fault. Yeah. Never bash. I will say for blacksmiths, co- or blacksmiths, um, farmers, and alchemists, like, it's completely on their fault. Like, these other guilds have had their minor guilds solve them for like, almost a year and a half. And and I can, I can, I can accept, I can almost accept Blacksmiths and farmers because they were two of the last. And years, I agree, and they should right? be the last. Which fine, but they're still like at this point, right. two and a half. Where the hell are they? Years old, so right? I think part of the reason they had to do this, and and again, I, I mean, I don't know anything, right? I'm just right. a guy. Right, we're just three. I'm, yeah. just three. I'm just a guy on the street who doesn't. You know, I don't know what's happened, but I feel like what had to have happened is that they had to say, well, everybody's saying I don't have stock for my major guilds. I can't get people into the game. Right. And so they had to make a decision. And the decision was either let's get major guilds back on shelves or let's get these three minor guilds back on shelves. So, right. And they had to make a decision. And I think I don't think they made the wrong one. Uh, I, I mean, you're talking about in terms of getting the, the resin. Yeah, getting the, re- because, well, the resin. Because, full getting, right, they because getting full major guilds major back guild. on the shelves. Because there's no way to get major guilds, right? Like, no. like right now, it's really, I mean, you can they're find not the out there. Stock. Right, yeah, because stock. because so Steamforge has stopped producing their metal models. No more metals. Because they're going to the resin models. And, and I think they basically did that, you know, they end of life the, the molds, right? But that was like, such a long time ago. No, no, because when you and I quit, it was when we were looking at doing the plastic resin hybrid that they did for the farmers and the blacksmiths. Right, but it, it was, was the not, but, for the but it was, and butchers, and it didn't go But out. I feel like it was still around the time of Navigator's release. That they made the announcement. That it was like metals are going away. Because well, right. I feel like they that's something I was still involved in. Right, but they made the announcement, but they didn't cut the they didn't cut the the molds until several so months later. I think that their I think their initial plan, okay, and again, I th- I think their initial plan was to do these miners, and and, and <laughs> so what's as bad as this minor covered the, the minor guilds, right, and, and do, do the, <laughs> to to release minor guilds. 
and I think and, we need a PSA at the beginning of this. And, uh, and the, the 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 existing player base with their major guilds would 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 exist, and they wouldn't need to sell majors; they'd sell minors. Right. Uh, and and they they would rely on existing stock and any uh, back back inventory for majors. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that the game hit a real spike. Yeah. And and certain teams were were they they just ran out because it jumped in popularity yeah. during season three. In like the, season three, it was like woo yeah. stock. It, my my issue is not maybe not an issue, but like my thinking behind it is like how much of their current production issues with Guild Ball are because of the fact that they've signed on with so many of these Kickstarter boards. Sure. You know, you got Resident Evil, you've got Dark Souls, which is still they're making stuff for because they they have to to right. meet their Kickstarter demand. You got Horizon Zero Dawn, and you got Devil May Cry. I, we didn't even talk about that one. Maybe so that's the last one. That yeah, Devil May Cry is the most recent. Okay, so that's the one that like so, made it by like a couple three. So yeah, so you've got these four board games that you're you're putting out that you're having to meet these Kickstarter demands, and only one of the games, as far as I know, oh, and got here. Let's let's throw five got here in there. So right. Got so five second miniatures game. game. And then you can't keep models for your main game well, and on the that, shelf because you made a decision to cut the metal bolts. And I'm good with it. I'm good with cutting the metal mold, but you should have started production on your resin ones before you said, "Hey, we're going to cut them." Like sure. it just—it it feels like someone in there is not making the right business logistical business right. decision. Like someone is screwing up on a logistic side massively on there. Right. And I—I I feel and like I think they're, they're buying off too much. They're buying off too much. Yeah. And I wonder, like. Do they just need to say, okay, we need somebody involved in this organization that's not a gamer, but is like a professional logistics person? Yeah. But then do you end up with like that great thing of we're a niche game company. We can't afford to pay somebody what they would earn elsewhere. And I get that. Like, and I know why all these, you know, I I know why like people like Andy and Anko are are approaching Steamforce to to do their games because – their models are fantastic. And they make right. great rule sets. Yeah, and they make great rule sets. Their models are phenomenal. Like so I, I get why these companies are approaching them and they're waving these like probably big checks for these licensing sure. their, you know, deals mm-hmm. that they're doing. Like yeah. so I get it. Because this stuff is probably potentially funding their main games to be fortunate, now allowing them to do God tier. Right. But at the same time, like you're going to lose your player base if you can't put stuff on the shelf because you're yep. over here fulfilling these needs. Mm-hmm. Because in the future it's going to fund these needs, but now you've lost the player base. I can imagine that they've, I mean, they've, they've had to gone through hiring sprees to get, you know, more designers and more people to do those things. So uh, I, I can't imagine that the, you know, that it's a a, a a literal A or B, right? They can't only do one thing at a time. They they have to be expanding yeah. to do. But I think it's just that it was a lot super fast. Yeah, I, I think I think they grew way too quickly for the small staff that they had. I mean, they poached some big name people. I mean, they've got. They've got DC from Frontier Press. Uh, they've got uh, Perkins, who was a major competitive play, uh, gamer mm-hmm. in the miniatures uh, circuit, to go in there for doing playtesting and the rules design, which is a perfect person to pick up for those. Like they did, they've got some big names in the community. They just they need to grow their staff a little bit more to meet their needs. Yeah. They're just that. That's my only issue with the game. Um, you know, outside of maybe a couple of powerful people in our local meta that stop me from playing, but you I mean. <laughs> Well, and, and, you know, thinking about Guild Ball, too, is that they they created a great system of, okay, you have these teams, you have limited models for these teams, we can trickle out stuff for these teams, and we can really hype 
when each of these things gets released. So they kind of created a, a situation where they're not going to be releasing something every month. Right. Right. So they have to build up the excitement for things to get people to say, oh, well, I want to play that team, too, or right. to look forward to it to in those months where they're not going to have something because it, they can't be releasing 12 teams a year. Right. Right. Yeah. That's that's just impractical. And that would be bad for the game. Well, I think that's where they do these small things like what they did with the new captains. Uh, I think it was like right at the beginning of season four, all the guilds got new captains. Right. Well, so uh, that was another one where they, they tripled those out, right? They, they made little batches of three. Right. The last batch of three captains for Union and Alchemists and don't tell me who was the last. There was, there, the last three were, I mean, relatively recent. I think it was Farmers was the other one. That was the last and they, it's, you know, like a month or two ago. It's not that long ago. So if you think about when the first set came out. And well, then they had the rookies that came out in the middle of yeah, that too. Yep, they got rookies that are, that, that you know, phased in the same way. Um, now, I think that the, the decision to go individual models versus six packs of models that I can use one of was a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a... That was a skew bloat, be darned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 good for new players. It's it's 100% good for... But is it, though, if they, like, like the, but the problem is you can't player, get the, yeah. you can't get the rest of the team. The new player problem is that, yeah, you can buy uh, right, player, but you can't, he has no captain, and he has no five other models right. and you don't have well them. i'm sorry i'm talking about like the, the the team boxes that we've got like a you know five six models right but that like, but but at this point if you're not playing navigators cooks rat so, catchers or falconers uh, you can't get anything right yeah like if you go in and like i love the cooks they're so cool but then you realize like the awesome way to play them is with butchers you can't get butchers right right it's those it's those two it's those two trade-off models yeah. it's like oh well how but do i'm I saying like i mean outside of outside of Outside of looking at it from a standpoint of getting product on the shelf, looking at it from entry level, you know, a customer experience, you know, yeah. when I go in there, I can go and grab this box of six butcher models no, I think, right here. I think, yeah, I think that, that and now I've got a full team. The transition from the three box with the additional blisters to to six nineteen boxes was a great. One. You know, but you get your gold, you get the train. No, yeah, no, that that is a fantastic way to yeah, do it. Yeah. Easy to buy in. You know, it rebuilds and sucks for veteran players that maybe own like myself. So like when like oh I never picked up this guy and now I can't find right. him. Right, exactly. Like so that's what I ran into. So when I started picking up, I, you know, I bought bits and pieces right. of Union for my butchers. You know, going from season one to season two, and then you know when I decided that I wanted to play Union as a Union team, right? I had all the pieces of the Blackheart box except for Blackheart, right? Yeah, and Blackheart wasn't sold separately, right? So I had to basically find somebody that had an extra black heart that they didn't need. Mm -hmm. So like, and you'll run into those same issues with with veteran players want to pick up stuff like when they did uh, that uh, that gutter that box set. You know, I only wanted that gutter. Well, that's that why box. that's why Jim was saying when they did the the captains did, in the that was that was uh, another one. Of yeah, the that was right, where each team got a player right, and they had, so they had these two six player boxes. And each model belonged to somebody different. Yeah, that's a weird so way to do it. if I wanted one of those, I had to buy Bio. six of them and find five. Yeah, that's, that's a weird way to do it. Like, it worked out fine for me because I bought all the things. Right. Right? It works out fine for a guy who has six teams. He has all the models. And, and I think that maybe that's where they're thinking it because of the, because of the fact that the way that Guild Ball is designed, that it's, you know, it's it's wide instead of deep. You know, a lot of people have multiple teams. Well, and it also solves the... 
it well it, it prevents the too many SKUs for the retail. Right. And that's really that. what they're looking at. I think that's definitely at. I mean that's probably that's more what they're looking at. It, it, yeah, it does to me it hurts it hurts us. I know it's a business right. decision. I think it hurts veteran players. New players, it's fantastic. You know, or a veteran player going into a new team, it's fantastic. Right. Right. You're like, know, oh I just have these in case I ever but again, from a lot of a lot of these issues at this point in time would be solved because most of the veteran players that would be hurt by this are from you know season one, season two. Well, right. and and I think the other thing is that like the the thing that they've got as a benefit of like their resin team study is that they're all they're all different poses. Right. And and, and, and it's I know, me that wants to buy all the things. You've got like one model missing in your uh, union set, and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to buy the whole box of six because the new alt sculpts for the other five are awesome. Yeah. So right. I'm going to buy all six of them. Now I have a complete team with two models. I'll buy fish. I own every butcher model outside of the rookie and the new yeah. captain. Right. I'm 100% buying that butcher team when right. it comes out because that tenderizer sculpt for yeah. the butchers is, is fantastic. I'm not that alone. I'm buying in the so, in the board. I know I don't own I don't own that board either. That's those are the only three right. that I don't own. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I will, I will buy the fish when they come out. The fish navigator is good to go, ready. Yeah, to because like again, like it, the game is solid. It's, it's, it wasn't like a I hate this game, I'm quitting kind of thing. It was just moved on to playing other things. Other shinies, yeah, there right. were other shinies you know, in the way, right? For I mean, for in, us. Our, in our in our local meta here, kind of dissipated. So um, I think, yeah, I think our local meta hit a perfect storm of bad things and just sort of like, fell it, apart. It, it, because Frustra- a lot of frustration level with season four and some of the stuff. Uh, I think we yeah, about. I think I think yeah, the frustration level with season four was definitely some of it. Uh, I think that uh, I think life hit several yeah, players. Yeah, our, our pundit he had his life got right. very busy, so he wasn't able to come out as much. And as I think was. I think he had a number of things, and that that life and, and and some family stuff came up, and that was part of it. But I think actually he was really frustrated with some of the things with his interview. Yeah, him and, and I, him and I had some conversations. He, I mean, and he posted a big blog post about it. Like right. He talked yeah. about all the reasons why he was frustrated with Steam Forge. Yeah, and, and we had so, a, I mean, we had a lot of guys in our area that were very our our skill ball meta was very competitive here as well too because mm-hmm. yep. these, these guys would travel like yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. states I mean, states. Yeah, we have. Uh, he was I think very briefly, or he, and he may still be. I know that at one point he was like the number one business player in the country. Is uh, is a player at local meta. So you know, uh, yeah, we we definitely have a competitive meta, and I uh, tend to be a non-competitive player in competitive metas. So I, I go to tournaments and, and win spoons. It's, it's fine. Uh, the, that's the, why you have the wooden spoons. I, I, I was like, like the, the spoon that you make. <laughs> that, that has been a problem. Like, do you make them and be like, oh, I know where I'm going to hang this one. No. So, <laughs> so, so Jim's our local laser etcher. So, so uh, one of the rules when I bring a spoon is that the, the instead of being the lowest ranked player at the tournament, is the lowest ranked player that is not me. Uh, yeah. I am not allowed to bring the spoon back. That's good. I can. I, I imagine your wife would be like, "No more spoons." Exactly. No more. Don't bring those back. <laughs> okay. So, um, I, you you hinted at this, Chris, and kind of said it already. But let's let's finish off this conversation because we we talked about the good, the bad, and and all the ugly of Guild Ball slash Team Forge at this point. But what what is going to get us back into playing Guild Ball? Because, like you said, Chris, we don't hate the game yeah i don't hate the game we're not we're not bitter at right. the company or anything like that um i mean no more than any other that I yeah, yeah no i mean they didn't <laughs> they didn't completely do a beta on on models and then not fix the game engine and then <laughs> adjust the points 
and then lower the points of I have no idea what or you're anything like that. So <laughs> I don't know um, what game that is at all. It's like, <laughs> so uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 I, I I don't think there's gonna be anything that's gonna stop me from playing. Like you know, just if somebody hits like, hey, let's play Guild Ball. I'm like, all right, cool. And just refresh me on the rules and I'll play. Yeah. Um. I now playing it like replacing like Legion as my main game. Uh, that will take Steamforge fixing a lot of their production issues and, and getting their product out for these guilds. Um, getting you know, so getting the things that they promised. When, when you say out, do you mean on like, the shelves on on the shelf at your store, or do you mean like direct? I on think, the shelf, on my on the shelf in my think, local game store. Unfortunately, or I guess you, uh, I think that some of the things between their direct order and their distributor issues and all that, I don't think you're going to see that come back in and sit in our local stores. I don't think it's going to come back and sit uh, on the shelf regularly. So yeah. I think that they will special order models for you, and I think that if things go well, then when you special order those models, they will show up in a timely fashion, uh, and I think that should be. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. I think if they if they if they maintain like a light stock, I, I always worry about running the game store in stock is the thing that terrifies me is because like at any moment a bad decision could mean I don't have a place to play. And and <laughs> our and 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 our we have game stores locally that kind of swing oh, yeah, wrong. Like one game store has eight stormtrooper boxes for Legion on the shelves right. like right now. And the other, the other one, they might get one no, in. When they, it's they have not. Like, no, no, but it's just there. <laughs> no, which is which is fine. Which you probably should have at this point. I, yeah. But it's yeah, not like they have yeah. clones out either. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're not specially order for no, them, I, I know, I know, and I, it's, it's. I guess I guess super hard line, and it is. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I understand that. And to your point, it's enough, easy like, when you're not running the store. Right. The exactly. Company. If they have said, meet their timelines. Yes, and I think that's the thing, is that they have to be able to say, you can order this, and if, if yeah. your store comes to us, we'll give it to you yeah. in a timely fashion. And that's fine. And meet, meet the timelines and allow me to be able to order my stuff, whether it's through the store or it's off the shelf, fine. I, I get that a lot, of these, a lot of these companies are going to that. That's not a GW that has their own damn storefront. You know, I get right. that. Or their own distribution. It's fine. I, I understand we're in the world that we're in. Um, meet your timelines. Allow me to get the product. If I can't get the product, I'm not going to play your game. Jim, how about you? What's going to uh, get so you a little more? I think for me, I think just the local scene is one, and I think that they're going they're going to have to. I feel like they have to say we feel like we went too far, and we have to. They have to announce like this is season five, and season five we're going to roll back some of these things, and we we recognize that. It went from too much of a slog to you know, too punishing on individual mistakes, and season five is going to fix that because mm-hmm. I feel like they can't just say season five is coming; it's new. Because at that point, I have to go. Well, now I have to actually play to find out if it's done something. Right. You know what I mean? I think they have to Do accept accept and acknowledge that they yeah. that there's been an issue. And but they, they, I feel like they've always been pretty good about designer notes when they change things. Or I think maybe, so. I yeah. feel like, uh, you know, I feel like that that's one of the things that started to happen in the middle of their God 2 Kickstarter was they sort of went dark. Right, and, right. And and you weren't watching, so you didn't notice. But if you were watching, you'd go, why, why have they stopped talking to me? Okay. But, you know, whereas towards the end of it, I think they started to realize, oh my God, our people, you know, people are starting to complain and people are starting to, 
and it's, it's not it's not wrong for them to do so if we're not talking it's like oh yeah we have another delay or you know every the only time we talk to you is to tell you oh, by the way that stuff we said was coming this week not coming this week it's probably going to be here in two more months like right. that kind of thing and so they finally started to be a little more open and talk about hey you know we you know, we have some dice production issues. We're going to send another set of dice with your stuff. It'll be, you know, a week later, whatever. Yeah, that kind be, of stuff. being more transparent and less the think, other side. Yeah, I think when when you know that there's a problem, uh, being open and communicating yeah. about it is, is good. Um, so I think that what 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 they need to do is be able to acknowledge that there's an issue mm-hmm. and and talk and talk up the idea that, that that's what their 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 plan is, is to remedy it. Because I think if they said season five, like season four, but but you know. More. I, you know I, mean? I, I feel like if, if, if they said season five without saying that that was one of the goals of season five, mm-hmm. I feel like I wouldn't be interested in looking to find out if it was. Uh, and I think that the same might be true in in, in, a, in, a, in an area of players. And so if I, if I don't have any opponents, then I'm not going to... I'm not... I definitely determined I am not the hype man for any game. Right. Uh, I, am, I am a willing participant in just about any game. Mm-hmm. But I am not the guy who's gonna. I'm not the guy who pulls in new players. I'm not the guy who, when people come to like look at models on my table, I, I start to clam up and get a little nervous <laughs> rather than being like like a lot will say, oh, we're playing deal ball, let's right. go mob soccer, and he starts to talk to the. That's that is definitely not me. Right. And I think that we need one of those too. I think one of those is very important for any game. Right. Like, and and the thing that you really the the important thing like I'm okay with that. Like I can, I I'm perfectly fine telling people about a cool game. What I don't have the ability to do in my brain is keep the community going. Right. I'm mm-hmm. okay with getting four or five people to start something, but then at that point, somebody <laughs> needs games. then yeah. so, somebody needs to take it over and go right. because then I feel obligated to play, and then I get annoyed because I can't play all the other fun stuff. Anymore. Right. So I can I can totally spin it up. But then yeah. somebody else needs to keep hitting the ball and shit like that. And I think I think you've done a good job with a lot of the local nerds doing that here. Of of getting them spun up. Yeah, and then just running away from them. Oh okay. yeah, and then crushing them into the ground. Fantastic at that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So what, what would bring you back to go ball? I think. I think right now, what would bring me back would be some excitement in the community of it. Uh huh. Local, um, or like local. I feel like I would need to have some people here who are excited about it, right? Like last night when we were out gaming, there were two people playing. Yeah. Wow. That would be the first game of Guild Ball would have seen in a long time. I, I, definitely. I think that we went from you know three, four, five games a night to. Well, I mean, we were we were struggling to find space, you know, with with when we were building the Wild West Exodus community, right. here, like with because Guild Ball was on the same night, we were struggling to find table yep. space. Right. And then, and then, um, like both games dropped off the map. There's a reason for that. But the, <laughs> but the thing is, like, even overhearing part of their conversations, part of their conversation was going, I'm glad I'm not doing this regularly right now. <laughs> like, I'm happier for it to not be out here every week. Oof. I'm doing this other stuff. I'm doing this in my life. I'm doing this kind well, of thing. And I think life things happen to everybody. Right. right? Which so, is good. Which is good to have that to be able to pull back. But it's unfortunate when the entire community of players right. has that, right? Because I, uh, essentially a lot of our Guild Ball players went, jumped over to Wild West Exodus since it was on the same night. And we're like, whoa, this this rule set doesn't match with what I want out of the game. Right. 
which is a tight rule set, right. not sure. beer and pretzels. And so then, you know, they're like, well, fuck it. It's easier for me to just not play. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah I think, I think that, that a person who, whose first experience with minis games was, was uh, Gilball, uh, to go to, a, to what is the Wild West Exodus rule set is, uh, it's a, rough. It's, yeah, it's that's a, rough a that's transition. a tough transition. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then even just seeing people not able to handle 3D terrain um, right. was was just baffling to me, and I just <laughs> wanted to smack them and be like, "No, it is what it is. What it's on. What do you see on the table is what it is." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but yeah, that's a that's a whole other story. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's just like such a different style of rule set and different end goal of what right. the designers want the game to sure. be so i would i if if there was a season if season five happened and people were like "Ooh, this is exciting look at this cool stuff they're gonna do and people started ramping up for it sure um i feel like not necessarily participating in season four and getting that break mm-hmm. would make me excited to play it again i can see that um, it's kind of like the, the same approach like we talked about Arata and Shark. Mm-hmm. In my brain, it's easier instead of just trying to play Shark again and make all those comparisons to, oh, well, now he can't do this. Well, now right. he can't do this. It's easier to... Right, yeah, exactly. So so to be able to, so to, be able to, to almost palate cleanse, yep. right, jump to a different team for a while and then come back yep. and look at fish in a different light yeah. in a different way and be able to see these things that maybe you weren't necessarily seeing before. And I, and I feel you on that because so I, when filet first came out from butchers, I never played her. Right. I never touched her. Right. I just, I loved ox so much in his kind of like group mob play style that he had. I loved it. And then when season two came out and cause the play came out the end of season one, right? No, she was a season two. She was a season two. And then it was when she went into season three, they fixed her rules. They made her really she good. Was, she wasn't a god. Well, she wasn't. She wasn't quite a super soldier. Yeah, she like she she would go super saiyan and just wipe everybody off the table. Like right. they brought her down, and right. I started playing her then. And everybody's like, "Well, how can you play her?" You know, blah blah blah. I was like, "I have no, I have no backing right. of like what she used to be because I've only ever played her in this well, iteration." Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, she she can't do this anymore." I'm like, "I don't." She could never do that when I played. Right. Like, yeah. She's like, 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 Guild Ball or even our Malifaux community, right. you have to get so deep into it that you burn yourself out. Right. So it's kind of nice to have something to be able to jump to to cleanse that palate and, and kind of pull it all out for a bit right. and then jump back yep. in. No, I agree with that. So, so for me, that's that's I think I'm personally going to be keeping my eye out for season five and seeing. What yeah. kind of what kind of openness I think, they I have? I think my big concern is that you know, in order for season five to generate buzz, there has to be someone to buzz about it. You know what I mean? Right. And I think I'm I'm a little concerned that even even now it's 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 tough to get people to even think about it and talk about it. So I'm a little concerned about that. But 
I think because our local meta has a Discord too for for you because they've kind of moved away from from Phil from Facebook and moved to Discord, right? Yeah, yeah. We we've got to get and we've got to go. Is it, is uh, it pretty uh, quiet these days? It's it's fairly quiet. Um, there's been a, a little a little blip of God tier discussion. Um, but but generally, yeah, it's I think a lot, a lot of the guys are just the 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 the, the method where a single mistake can basically snowball you into a lost game and you feel like well, I can't can't get back. It's just really, it's, it's really tough. Yeah, that's, that's, that's disheartening. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it's not, when, that's a, that's a feels bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's when, when, when one small mistake costs you and you're just like, okay, now I'm, I, I, you get behind the eight ball and you just can't get back out. Right. It's just, it's just tough. Got it. Awesome. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's pretty much everything I wanted to bring up. But I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, you're cautiously uh, I, optimistic. I, 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 you know, I'd like to see some, some, some more interesting things, some mechanics that maybe bring the ball. Bring moving the ball back into the game where you where you can't can't the ball you, you know, like an offsides penalty. I mean I don't know I'm not a, a game designer either, but something that yeah. something that means you can't just sit and stamp it. You have to right. you have to move it uh, right. to, to bring Shot a little more interactivity. Yeah, something like that to just bring a little more interactivity to it because um, I think that's I think that's definitely good for a game for for when it's not my turn to do something. I have something to do. Right, right. Is always good, especially especially in a game like. Guild Ball, where you have set objectives. Yes. Right. right? The objectives are never going to change. Right. Right. They either kill people or put the ball in the And I think that you know they've done a couple little blitz of that where you get a model with an ability that can score an extra point or two depending on when they do, when they do a takeout or when they right. get a goal or something right. like that. And I think some some maybe even some other uh, you know oddball ways to score points would be right. would yeah. be good. Just I mean, something to bring that little a little mix. I mean, then maybe they can. I know they've changed the block cards a lot. In the game, you know that was one of my things I loved about the game. Was like even though the, the the set goal is exactly the same, the plot cards would make it feel a little yes. different every single time. You know, so obviously they've changed them. The way that they work is very different because I've only played with the new system once, yeah. so I can't even comment I, on it because I, like, I don't even remember. I think the uh, I think the nice thing about the game plan transition is that uh, in, in what was the plot cards, you you had that hand of cards you kept. Right, and everyone you had to remember to use everyone them. Everyone would always you try to forget to use them, or yeah. you, you know, you use your don't touch the hair, and that's the only one you use. And sure. <laughs> Thank uh, God that went so, away in season So, so I think that the nice thing is you, you play them at the beginning of every turn. They actually impact your initiative right. for the turn. And and so I do remember because I I played uh, Steve not I played against his uh, butchers with my blacksmiths, and we that was the only time I played with the new. It was a Game plan, game, game plan, cards, yes. game plan. So, so that's the only one, and I will say that was nice. Like everything was in the beginning, it you know it either like added significantly to your momentum, so that way maybe you could potentially right. go first, or like it, it did affect the gameplay, and it was done in such a way that you did it right away, so you wouldn't forget. I did like yep. that. That yep. was a good. And I think yeah. I think the 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 night they they brought another set, and I think they've done a, a better job of, of balancing out the the there's like a plus minus uh, influence mm-hmm. and a plus minus. Well, um, initiative value. Yeah, that's what it is. And, and those two, I think they've done a better job of taking those and balancing them so that a high number on one side isn't also a high number on the other side. So that you have to you have to think a little bit you more really about that trade off yeah. versus right. what you're getting. That's the obvious get. one because I'm getting right. three of Right, right. It's, it's like right. if it's a no, high a high initiative plus it also has a really good effect. It's like well that's that's an, I'm gonna take that card and I'm gonna play it. And it's, right. It's gonna be. And that's choice. what I always like about the guts and glories cards with Wild West Exodus because there was always that choice like do I take it for the victory right. points or do I take it for the I get to do more things this time. Yep. Right. Thing. Right. Yeah, and the, that's comes down to the tactical decision making, right. which again yep. can change the game completely. So right. Good. Right. Which is awesome. So, 
All right. Well, uh, that kind of gets us into back around to why we get back into Go Ball and, and cover all of that. But uh, I think that wraps us up for the night. Cool. Um, final thoughts? I, I'm, I hope Steamforge gets their, their stuff together uh, on the business side of things. I, I love the guys. I love the games. I, I want them to get that going and that they will continue to be successful. Jim? Definitely. I think, uh, I think I'd think i love to see uh, the group grow back to where it was. And then, yeah. We had uh, a good group. It's, yeah. It's, 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 it is, in fact, one of the, one of the greatest uh, communities I've been a part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think locally in, in the Raleigh Triangle area, we have a lot of good scenes. But yeah, I think the Gilmore one, yeah, yeah, the, the Gilmore one was a really great scene, and it's uh, it's a shame that we just don't get to come hang out and roll dice. Yeah, yep. Um, I kind of want to play Gilmore now. <laughs> <laughs> I got my I got my butchers. <laughs> <laughs> I got a map. Um, I almost packed my stuff so that we could look at. Models. I told Paul to bring stuff over. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I, I, yeah, I was I, sick today. You know, I never. I I picked up the the navigators and I never played them. Huh. Never played. Them. Um, so that's probably when season five comes out, I'll probably, uh, bust them out first or if, you know, we all decide we're going to play Guild Ball. Nice. Going to try out those navigators. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, I think he's got cards. I have cards. For yeah. You have season four cards, right? Yeah. You might need to rot a cards, but that's okay. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't know the so difference got, anyway, right? So, for their cards, right? Uh, I think they do now. Yes. Cool. Um, all right. Well, uh, thanks everybody for listening, and thanks Jim for joining us. Yeah, thanks Absolutely. for coming out. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no glad. Thanks. Uh, thanks for being a uh, long time supporter. <laughs> You're like the first, the first listener, the first patron, and the first person who ever bought merch. <laughs> <laughs> we have a merch store. Oh yeah. Uh, someday we'll have a website where we can make that. Work yeah, better. someday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll keep on fix things on the business side. We'll see. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>